Welcome to Ironies, to the world of 97. The previous issue followed our sister war superheroes as they traveled through the inter-river region of Chile under the vigilant eyes of agents' communist government of El Puet. They learned of the ongoing struggles of the land reform and the land back native movements that have continued even all these years after the revolution. They are still fighting against Dutch American companies over literal oases in the Atacama and the Andes. After a rendezvous at the old mission Soverano, the group prepares to fight foreign mercenaries with the help of our friends Austin Miller and Jason Smith. You wake up next morning by dawn before it gets too warm and you start your journey through the Atacama Desert. Again, you have three goals that you need to accomplish. You need to not get lost, you need to manage lies, and you need to get on time. So each of these, as any other challenge, will be decided by overcome actions. So what actions are you taking to make your these challenge? So I guess our primary concerns are trying to make sure that Alina doesn't find out everything about all of our superhero stuff. Plus we need to actually make it across this desert, which is, as I understand it, fairly brutal, correct? Well, it's the biggest desert, yeah. Okay. And you need to navigate it. This is why it is a challenge. Again, they use Martian to test it there. Oh, no, there's Martians there? That's right. I forgot about the Martians that were definitely there. I can use my deep space knowledge for that. <laughs> But, um, shh. Oh, not ironically, because the conditions are... So similar that they test there, it's probably applicable. You know, it is an harsh environment. It's not as harsh as the surface of the moon, but it's harsh. Okay. Hell, I mean, it's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll do that then. Um, I'll use my precognition just to say that, like, you know, I would have planned ahead for this and deep space knowledge and uh, I guess my status die, which is a D6. Um, but yeah, I think like what Johnny would be doing here is just basically, I mean, like he would have at least looked a little bit ahead and, you know, tried to plan for any possible like, you know, like if we were going to blow a tire or if we would need extra water and food and like that, he would have just kind of gotten those plans together fairly quickly, which I think we kind of established a little bit in the last recording session where I think he was sort of of getting things together as far as supplies so he would have also like gotten a map and made sure we had everything we needed to navigate and all that sort of stuff oh and also his his bike is on a i believe we said a, a rack on top of the, the jeep we got i just want to establish that it's there you were trying to manage supplies right uh manage supplies and just make sure that we had probably make sure that we had a, a route marked out ahead of time and just like know how to like or at least like make sure that i, I can easily convey information as far as how to navigate that route 11 you said yeah basically just trying to make just trying to make the trip as smooth as possible in advance so yeah you are doing a great job you manage it just fine you make to you give yourself plenty of comfortable windows of time and uh, olivar she drives you to the oasis where you can get resupplies easily there's very good margins you are never digging into your reserves you are you know for all the heat it's actually a pretty comfortable journey because part of our goal is making sure that alina doesn't catch on to somebody's secret identity uh, i'm going to distract her with banter uh 
using a mixture of my natural intuition for what people want to talk about, the fact that she's driving, and uh, my skill at bantering just... And I imagine for banter isn't, you know, funny quips from John Doe. It's just him, you know, all right, so what you're saying to me is that this is a, this desert is that is this big and it's this, you know, just asking questions about the desert, asking questions about the government supply chain she works for, like, and just using the fact that it's well known that John Doe struggles with remembering even basic things to distract her. Okay, but how does that help you get there fast or not get lost? My suggest that you're basically distracting her as you basically take the role of co-pilot checking the maps. Perfect. Yes, I love that. Just all right. No, no, no. You you keep keep driving, but like I'll, I'll navigate. I know how to read a map. I don't know how I know how to read a map. Wait a second. This. What does the name of this river mean? Okay, so what are you using? Random access memories? Yeah. We'll use intuition, random access memories, and a status die, and it's a mid because I don't have a principle that it's... You you are not used to doing this. It's hard for you to retain these memories. It is hard for you to map this. And you are really concentrated on both doing a good job and also to keep herself focused on the road and on you. And this is pretty straining. So I'm going to say that uh, you get hindered with the, the max die, which is seven. Let's just call it heat stroke minus two on your next action. Sounds fair to me. So, yeah, you manage to not get lost. You're hitting all the nice spots. You're making a lot of progress. Uh, Oliver is chatting happily and seems to be in a good mood. Now, the question is, you're being so careful. Maybe are you taking too much time? So what do you do to make sure that you get there on time? I don't think I have any principles that will apply. Well, you were introducing scouting, so, you know, you going a bit ahead can, you know, cut corner and make sure that you don't, you make up for the time you're losing being careful. Maybe that's going to be. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, do you want to take a major twist or do you want to fail? I'm going to have to take a major twist. I like the idea of a major twist. He, uh, Joachim's not used to this very hot. I don't know. If, is this a hot desert or a cold desert? It's a hot desert. It's a hot desert. Okay. Yeah. He's not. They're not used to that. It starts to take a course and uh, you're so far away from your island. You kind of feel the connection slipping away and you feel that you need either to hold them power in you and it will cost you. Well, it will damage you, to put it frankly, or you're going to temporarily lose access to your powers. So which one do you risk it? I think I'll take the damage. Okay, that will be 10 damage that you take, except. Ooh, ow. Yeah, because it's max and mean. No, I, no, max and mean. Okay, so it's actually 9 damage. 9 damage, okay. <laughs> it's better, but. Does my damage resistance reduce any physical or. Uh... Depends on where it's worded. Yeah, it says physical or energy damage, but this doesn't seem like. This is your holding your magical powers, even, you know, even when it's unhealthy and you're so away from your grounding power source. Oh, sweet. I'm in the yellow zone. 
Well, then you at least you get the Amazon powers already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but you make it. You manage to traverse the the desert, and uh, the two of you you can notice that uh, this is this is taking a heavy toll on Yokin. They seem even paler than usual, and you can see on even his stoic expression how much was them to go on. Yeah. But you make it. You leave the desert and uh, you stand at the shade of massive mountain range. And you can see a lot of dispersed villages, which they lack the, the proprieties of uh, a regular village. These are places for farm hands, for uh, workers. This is all very lactifundia-like. This is very extractive process. And uh, you cross through destroyed tracks and tractors with the logos of Oliku that has been burned or painted over. And uh, you see what seems to be a large section of silos and warehouses. And at the distance, you can see smoke and the sounds of machine gun and we are now going to have an action scene you made it to the place where the farmers have been fighting the mercenary anything you want to do before joining uh, there's current fighting right now but yes um johnny has has gotten the bike off of the off of the rack on the jeep i'm getting ready to i'm getting ready for business what do you do with Oliver? She is turning the track and uh, she's getting to the back and she pulls an, a cap of 47 and slides across her shoulder. Unless you're going to say something to her, she's gonna, he seems to be ready to defend the track by any means. I turn to Oliver and say, hey, uh, hey, belay all that. We don't need to, we don't need to worry about like shooting to defend the truck. I think you should probably just like try to find a position that's, you know, a little ways away from here and just sort of uh, like hole up a little bit somewhere. I promise we'll, we'll get this settled pro or pretty quick. She nods and uh, still armored. She gets driving seat. I'm going to be circling around trying to get one hill and I'll just set it there and I'll send a flare if anything happens. All right, yeah, if anything happens, go ahead and send a flare. Otherwise, probably, like, you know, hold off on that. We don't want to give away a position or anything. But we will definitely send a flare up as soon as the situation has come to a uh, a state of rest, so to speak. A peaceful resolution. Well, that's, you know... Thanks for the lift. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. So who is present on the scene? Uh, I think all of us. We are, we are. Both Johnny Jennings and his bike, which I have named Christy, are on the scene. Okay, so the, the bike was on the on the track. It was. Uh, he took it off the off the rack on the top. Who is the first to go on the scene? Since I was scouting ahead, probably would I would be first. Makes sense. You're surveying it, and uh, you see the different silos. You hear the sound of machine gun, and uh, well, let's start immediately. And as you are surveying the ground, you can see that one of the the warehouse it's being besieged, and uh, there is some kind of mortar shell landing nearby. And for a moment, the mortars start to slow down and stop dropping, and you can see a jeep coming in. And on the jeep, there seem to be three mercenaries with baklavas uh, approaching. So, yeah, so that's the scene. There seems to be people stranded on a warehouse and there seems to be three mercenaries on a jeep. What do you do? 
I think I wrote this all correctly, but I think I can just use my signature weapon to boost somebody. Yeah, uh, you went towards modification way, right? I'm going to leap into the fray and then boost the people defending the silo, was it? Or was it the homestead? The homestead. Okay. Yeah, that will also apply to you. So roll for it and let's create that boost. Okay. And I just use my signature weapon die, right? Just that die, I believe? No, no, no. Use signature weapon, use uh, quality and use your yellow. Okay. So that's a boost of five, I think. That will be plus two. So you have been holding this power against your better sense and health. And what it looks like as you jump over the fray and you unleash it and it transforms the heart of the people. I think it looks like that cheesy 80s cartoon kind of wave that comes out or 70s and 80s cartoon. Uh, Like a, a silhouette wave comes out of their body. I don't know if you watched a lot of 70s and 80s cartoons, Sam, but yeah, it's it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> uh, I, I have not, but I think I still know what you're talking about. And also, it's completely thematically appropriate. We are in the 70s. So, yes, yes. I'm into it. Okay, so we have the we have the power buff that applies to Berserkir and the farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, who do you hand off the initiative to? I, I think I want to see what Sam can do right now. Or do I have to, can I hand it off? Who do I hand it off to? Like who's on the field? Anyone that still has not taken the turn. So that will be the farmer, the farmer, John Doe, Highwayman, and the mercenary. So you can hand, to, hand it over to any of them. I'm debating between the Highwayman and the mercenaries. I think I'll go with the Highwayman. Yeah, that's Sam's character, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. He's here. Okay, so um, as far as the people who are the mercenaries who are shooting at the farmers, you said that some of them are just like they just have machine guns. But there's also is there somebody I can see operating this big mortar shelling thing? You can still do something else. But do you want to use movement to do that? Um, yeah, I mean, like, so what I was thinking is that, like, I'm on the bike and I'm like, not necessarily, I'm not headed directly at that person, but I'm moving quickly enough that I'm trying to kind of clock if there's somebody operating that or something that I can use to disable the mortar thingy. Yeah. So I would be happy to take a movement doing that if that's. Yeah. So you take a movement and uh, you move in your bike and you maneuver around and you find where they are dropping the shells from. There seems to be an elevation in which there seems to be some kind of uh, improvised fortification. And uh, you can hear people in the language that you don't speak shouting at each other over the shells. And you see someone else there commanding them. And... Uh, Tell me, how much are you familiar with the high class of uh, American superhero? Not the rock and tumble that you bought during the Moon War. The pretty boys, the you know, the, the symbols. How are you familiar with that? There's probably a few of them that I have met. I don't think they would remember me. Um, I don't think they, they have any familiarity with me, really. And I probably don't really like, I don't know them personally, but I know probably a good bit about them. Like, I'm still, I'm very aware of them because they are public. I mean, they're public figures. They're in the news. Anything the news would be reporting, Johnny would at least be keeping some level of tabs on. But there's not a lot of personal familiarity. But he would still recognize, I think, any any major player. 
Yeah, and you see majestic, wavy, purple hair and a shining smile. But more important, you recognize the, the blue and white uniform of the Max Avenger, an American super team, which you know that uh, they have been championing the torch of light and freedom across the distant corners of the universe. And you see that the uniform has a number five on it and the individual seems to wearing a kilt and this is one of the members of the team that you don't immediately recognize. You know that there are five of them, yes, but uh, only four of them are public figures. This seems to be the fifth member of the Max Avengers. And he seems to be commanding the mercenary. That presents some interesting problems. Um... Yeah, and you can take an action. I'm, I'm specifically shooting at the shelling, like the mortar gun itself. If I can clock a good way to take it out of commission, if I can, you know, mess up the barrel or the firing mechanism or something. So I'm going to use my sniper aim this round, which is to boost myself with a lightning calculator. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to use this feels like secret mood veteran would be the quality and status die. So I get to use my min and max. Okay, go for it. So I actually get a 10. So that's plus three. Dope. What does that look like? And what do you name the boost? I want to say the name of the boost is I've got you in my sights. And it's literally Johnny Jennings is just ripping just across the battlefield off to the side on his motorcycle. And uh, he has one hand on the handlebars and the other hand is literally just has a just big fuck off sniper rifle just put like tied up against his his shoulder. And he's just like just with one eye looking straight through the scope at this mortar device so that next time on the next round he's probably gonna try to shoot it real good yeah and uh, who do you tag to go next i kind of feel like i should get the mercenary turn out of the way so i'm gonna go ahead and hand off to the mercenaries so yeah the mercenaries they are going around the building they see the truck moving away. They also saw the motorcycle moving away. So they approach to see what they dropped. And the moment they see John Doe and the moment that they see Berserker, they start immediately shooting at you as they drive towards you. So so two of them gonna go for John Doe, the other go. So you're gonna get a six attack and a three attack from the minion, John Doe and uh, you're gonna get an 8 attack berserker. So do you have any reactions that you can take to reduce the damage? What are, what are my basic reactions? Because only I don't think anybody else is in the red or yellow zone right now. So you can always hit the deck. That's a reaction that you always have. And uh, I think you have a power for that. Yeah, uh, you have mystic redirection and you have an innate power. Yeah, your damage resistance is gonna reduce it by 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna to take the six I'm almost halfway through my health <laughs> well but you're still resisted so what it looks like as you are bombarded with bullets so i'm swinging my axe like very quickly blocking most of them but a few kind of hit nick my shoulders and sides but i blocked the most lethal ones just by spinning my axe really fast and John Doe. Well, you'd still take a beating, but uh, obviously you don't take a bullet. As they start shooting at John Doe, he, using his his incredibly strong jumping abilities, jumps behind a tree and just, it's that stereotypical action movie scene of him leaning up against the tree and the bullets pinging into it and him just sighing, just, today, really? 
Okay, and they tag the farmer. So I'm going to give this to brand to control. So what would be a helpful action that the farmer's gold do? So what are the farmers equipped with? Uh, they are equipment with uh, rifles. Just ordinary health tag rifles. I guess they're going to use that boost and they're going to shoot. I don't know what their stats are. <laughs> uh, they are D6. Oh, D6 minions. Okay. Do that. And they got that boost, so they can use that. Okay, so let's see. Save now. Okay, so the minion saves, so it downgrades to from a D8 to a D6. So yeah, they start firing at the jeep, and uh, they are forced to slow down and basically take a dive, giving you a breather, but uh, they are still on you. So the farmers pick next. Jando. So... Uh, once John Doe sees the vehicle slow down, he just leaps towards it uh, and just starts absolutely action movie style, just trying to take out the dudes driving it and in it. I'm going to use my opening blow ability, which means I attack using close combat using my max die. I'm going to use my super strength with it. So are you attacking a fresh minion or? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll attack a fresh minion. And I do take that minus two from Heatstroke. I got a seven. Okay, so you defeat them. So so you accost the driver and you jump on the car and you start and they are shouting at each other as you, as you do that. And uh, you can listen to them. So it seems like you speak Afrikaner. So what are they do? Uh, what are they shouting at each other? as you are manhandling them. They're shouting a, I mean, the obvious of somebody shoot him and probably something about how, uh, where's fire support? Where did these guys come from? The normal panic shouts of people when there's suddenly a crazy person in their vehicle with them. And John Doe just looks at them confused. And then I'm trying to think of a witty, just in Africana, just hello, gentlemen. And then resumes what he's doing. Yeah, and how do you destroy the driver? It slams his head into the wheel and then throws him out and is now in the driver's seat looking at them. Yeah, who do you pick to go next? I think there's only the environment left. Yeah, last is the environment. So this happened, and uh, for you to be aware of what is happening, so any of you play XCOM? Yes. So we turn and there is a panel of hidden enemy action and turn around, see Highway Man riding on Christie as he is focused, preparing his gun. And we see hidden movement between the silos and something strikes at him from a hidden place. I am currently very afraid. So it's going to be at the attack for six and you're going to get a hinder for minus one. Yeah, so you reduce that six to two and the hinder is going to be laser burn. Laser burn? Yes, that's the thing. You cannot see it and uh, you just send the movement and uh, you basically you prepare yourself to getting held by bullets. But as you dive, you look down to your leg and you see your pants burning and uh, a scorched mark on your leg. Are we talking like a smoldering burn or, is that, or am I like on fire? A smoldering burn. Okay, all right. As long as I'm not literally on fire. Just like... 
No, just like you got hit by a concentrated beam of light and you just carved a hole in your soft part. I think, like, honestly, like, there's probably a flinch, but I think overall, Johnny's trying to focus on aiming. So I think, like, he doesn't physically react. He just, like, in his head, he's like, all right, that's next. You're next. You're next. You're, you're getting one for that one. Okay, so I'm taking a green book and we start again. And the environment big the environment. So you saw the farmers that, that are there and you as you are maneuvering, you hear shouts in Spanish and you see on another homestead a large group of farmers that uh, they don't seem to be armored. There's like a rifle for uh, for each five of them, but they seem to be making a barricade, making a stand. They seem to be preparing to fight it off. And you are aware that uh, they have to go uh, and you need to come convince them to leave. So I'm going to add a challenge that you have to evacuate the farmer. So this is going to be a challenge on the scene that you need to see these people to the safety. Even if they are fighting for their land, they've been resisting this. You need to convince them that uh, for their fight to continue, they're going to have to retreat. So I'm adding that as a challenge and I'm going to pick to go next, John Doe. Oh no. Got to convince these farmers to leave. We've got how many mercenaries are left? Two. Two. Well, and there is also Mac 5. Ludo, just to clarify, is Mac 5 the one that shot me with a laser? Oh, no. It was even enemy action. Okay, that's what I thought. As I was there. So there's also somebody with a laser. Let me deal with my two mercenaries because I'm already in a vehicle with them. I'm going to use the one of my renamed abilities where odds aren't in your favor. I'm going to attack one target using strength and then I'm going to attack a second target using my minimum die. And basic attacks use your mid die, I believe. Yeah, so you're going to make an attack with a mid and attack with a min. Cool. So I'm going to assume the min one going to be on the more damage. Yes. And I'm going to use my strength, my close combatant, and my status die. So my mid is a six, and my min is a five. Dang, time to roll a save. As John Doe quite literally just starts elbowing both of these dudes in the head. Just repeatedly, just over and over, just bonk, 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 bonk. So you managed to take one out, the other one managed to still be there, and their dice degrades to a four. So there's only one very scared mercenary that still is fighting you off. They keep trying to push you off the jeep as the jeep has lost control and is driving uh, in a random direction. Who do you pick to go next? Yeah, I'm going to tag Berserker. So, Berserker, your turn. Seems like John Doe has the minions in hand. Is that American? What was his name? Um, Max Five. Mac Five. It's not. He's not on the same location as you are. You will need to move there. Oh, okay. So he he's not here. How would I spot the hidden enemy that attacked Highwayman? All you need is to move there. I will move there. Yeah, but the thing is, if you move there, then you cannot do anything about the farmers and the minion. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the question. You're gonna do it automatically if you move, but then you're choosing to move. I guess I'll deal with the minion. Are these open jeeps or closed jeeps? They are open jeeps. So I'm going to use my, what is it called? Power strike. And well, let's see what happens as I try and rip the guy out of the jeep as it runs by. Okay, so T10, T10, D8, and you want the max. It's an eight. 
you basically land there and uh, tell me how you land on the jeep and you completely defeat the mercenary. I think as I kind of leap near the jeep and just kind of rip the guy out as they're driving by, basically leaving poor John Doe to drive the jeep all by his lonesome. And then just like I'm holding the guy up with my bare hands and he's just like, uh, 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 as I throw him off to into the horizon. And as there is a twinkle in your eyes, then you pick who goes next. So is it who's available right now? So let's see. The farm has gone. John Doe has done. The farmers have not gone. Mac 5 has not done yet. Uh, Johnny has not gone yet. The mercenaries have not gone yet. I kind of want to see what Mac 5 can do. Well, the mercenaries are gone. So, yeah, they are out of the initiative. Yeah, I want to see what Mac 5 can do. Let's let's have him go next. So Mac 5 is looking over the place and uh, he looks imposing and he waves at the people with the mortars. Yo, go check what is going there. The rest of you pull back. Four weaker mercenaries, they are sent as the grunts to go and check on you. As you can see, the truck starting up and the jeep starting up and they start to quickly urgently pack their stuff to fall back and that is mac 5 action and they're gonna pick the new created minions and these minions they gonna approach your location and they gonna shoot at the farmer actually yeah they, yeah the all of them gonna shoot at the farmers okay so the farmers managed to hold up there is this squadron of mercenary that approaches in they tried to clear the farmers and uh, the farmers are reduced to a d4 but they are making their last stand so they are growing desperate they are fighting for their lives they are fighting for their lands and they will not fall back as this group of four mercenaries just keeps trying to do that and one of them finally gives up and starts lighting something on fire and they seem to be determined to burning down the homestead to push them out and they pick to go next i think highwayman is, is the last right anyway they're gonna pick highwayman so my question is this. I don't have an ability in my green zone, which is just attack, which was some very poor planning on my part. Is there a way that I can attack without that? Is that? Yeah, there is the basic actions. You always can do the five basic actions. Sick. I would like to shoot at the the mortar thing. I would like to make it so that that mortar gun can no longer function. Uh, that's an overcome. Oh, okay. Well, then... Do you have uh, a principle that applies? Tactician? I mean, I'm literally using tactics to take out a threat on the battlefield. So, do you want to use your boost or do you want to justify why you can use it later? No, I'd like to use it now. This is this is kind of what I set this up for. Okay, so roll for it. I got a 12. Let's go. You managed to basically take out this camp. So tell us how it looks. So we see it's like the same, it's a continuation of the same shot from last time where, you know, like Johnny is just like, he has this sniper rifle held out in just one hand, the other hand on the bike's handlebars. And just for a second, he pivots off of the handlebars, just kind of knowing that he can balance for a minute, holds the gun and just like we see in kind of slow motion, the camera just kind of goes down the barrel of the gun. We see the bullet come out in slow motion and just sort of whiz across. It's it's big. It's like a 50 cal bullet or a bigger bullet than that for anyone who knows better more about guns than I do, which will. But we see it just completely like split through 
all of the firing mechanism for this mortar gun. And I don't know if that would make the mortar shell inside it explode, but that would also be pretty sick if that's, but I'll leave that up to Ludo. Yeah, it basically, it explodes and uh, there is a bit of dust everywhere covering the place. And you can see a shadow emerging from there, looking down at the camp with an expression of contempt. Pathetic. Rising over a floating platform that uh, is empowered with cosmic energy. You see Mac 5 looking straight at you and uh, he seems to smirk and he flies away. Oh, okay. This like explosion happens basically, or like all of that is done. Johnny puts one hand back on the handlebars of the bike and then snaps the sniper rifle onto his back. He has like a like a magnetized like holster so he can just kind of snap it back there. I mean, he like, you know, grabs the handlebars again and is just kind of ready to ready to zoom and, and dodge until he sees Mac 5 fly away. I advanced the track. We are now on yellow. And now I'll use yellow ability. And who do you pick to go next? Okay, so I, I'll pick myself and I will move. I'll use the bike to get over to where the farmers are. And in Spanish, we'll yell at them basically just like something to the effect of just like, hey, y'all, y'all need to get out of here. Like you're, you know, we'll, just, I, I promise we're going to do our best to protect your homes, give you some place to come back to. But like for now, we need to make sure you get out of here with your lives. So there are no bonus or malus on the table. What about the one from the last session we never used? Which is goofy that it would be sitting here this long, but it would and it actually makes sense for this proper paperwork where he shows off that he's supposed to be here, that he's somewhat important to these people need to run. Yeah, he you can show that you are acting. You are from System 4 and you are representatives of the government, which is very important because, you know, they've been fighting an American company. So an American telling them to get the fuck out is a, that they've been hearing for months. So, yeah, I would say that applies. So you get that plus two from proper paperwork. I just like I just zoom up on a motorcycle, skid to a halt, just like do a full brake slide and just be like, hey, y'all need to get out of here. And then I flash a System 4 badge just like, I promise we're going to try to protect all this for you. But uh, y'all got to get out of here. We need to make sure that, you know, there's people to come back to this this place we're trying to save. Uh, so everyone would take a hero point, if not for the fact that they we are we already all have five. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, I'm going to overcome using that. I got an eight. Yeah, so you approach them, you tell them to leave, and uh, you see many people rushing around, entire families, and they seem to be exhausted. You have no idea how many weeks or months they've been fighting, and uh, even before this whole catastrophe, you can see the kind of relief and hope on their eyes as they leave, and uh, yeah, and uh, you can see people leaving from other silos and other places. You were not aware aware that there are like six dozen people all across the farming complex that they are running away in a trail. Uh, the only problem now is that uh, as they are running away, they could be easy prey to the petrol, especially if they start the fire. So who do you pick to go next? If I pick the farmers, that's not these same farmers, is it? Because that's the other group that was actually shooting and stuff. Is that right? Yeah. You know, the farmers left. There's only the farmers, brackets, minion left that they are making their last stand. I don't, I would hope that, I do hope it is not actually their last stand like in life. I don't want them to die. <laughs> no, they actually, they trigger last stand. The moment they fail or get too many, too much damage, they are gone. They are on last stand. Then I'm gonna say... You can pick them and tell them to get the fuck out. Yeah, I think that's 
Uh, yeah, that's what I would like to do. As they see the, their families running away, the fighters leave their fortified homestead through the back, dragging their wounded. And uh, they basically, they are running and stopping for cover and uh, just releasing, suppressing fire as they can with their rifles to keep the mercenary squad from following them and more important, from following their compatriots that they are retreating and they're gonna pick John Doe next. So, there's new mercenaries to fight. Yeah, there's four minions to fight. And Mac 5 has vanished to John Doe's eyes. You did not even see him. Fair enough. Um, John Doe is just going to super leap off of this jeep. I'm going to John Doe leaps. As he's leaving, he grabs one of the mercenaries and rolling kicks them into another one. I'm going to use my uh, rename special. Here's your friend back. I'm going to attack a minion using leaping. Whatever they roll as defense, another minion takes his damage. I'm sorry. Are you using a motherfucker to hit another motherfucker? Absolutely. You're goddamn right. Let's make sure I hit them first. Ouch. Okay, they save, and the others also save. So what happens when uh, the jeep hits one of the walls of the silos and you jump and you try to get them to shoot at each other? How this does not go as planned? As John Doe is about to jump off of the jeep to really get this plan into motion, the jeep hits. I mean, they're driving off-road, rocks and such abound, and the jeep bounces when John Doe doesn't expect it to bounce, and he comes out of his role just in front of the four minions, the mercenaries. He looks at them at Afrikaners, and in Afrikaners again, just, this is a little awkward, as they just point their guns at him. Yeah, and uh, they start fiddling through your pockets and trying to disarm you and aware that you are the weapon. So who do you pick to go next? All right, so we have Mercenaries, The Farm, and Berserker left, correct? And Mac 5. And Mac 5. Even if you don't know where they are. No, the farmers already went. I'll let Mac 5 go. So he's going to get a boost of well-prepared. Thing is that their boosts apply to every one of their allies. Gonna apply to the minions too. And guess what? It's the minions' turn. One of the minions is gonna attack Jondo. The others are trying to create hinder action to each of three of you. Can I defend Jondo with my yellow ability since we're in the yellow zone now? So he's being attacked for two. Okay. I'm gonna defend, redirect it to myself and defend. So tell me how it looked like when... Uh, so John Doe is basically being arrested, being restrained. How it looks like when you jump right in the middle of them and stop them from doing whatever they're trying to do with John Doe. I think I just walk up and as they're trying to put the cuffs on him, I grab the guy's wrist who's trying to cuff him or trying to hurt him. I don't know. So you're going to get minus one pressure for uh, Highwayman and Berserkir. And uh, even if you stop them from being fully arrested, John Doe, you're going to get handcuffed. So you still have them on your next action. So you're going to get handcuffed minus two from the hinder action. And that was the mercenaries. Who is left? Who still has not gone? I haven't gone. Well, I haven't gone technically because that was a reaction. Yeah, that's true. You have not gone. So uh, it's either you or the farm. They're going to pick you. So I'm going to use frontline fighting. Attack using strength imposing. The target of the attack must make, take the attack action against you next turn if possible. Ow! Ow! 
Oh, yeah, they gonna save. I don't even need to roll. No, no, you don't. That's you, but they're gonna need to attack you. So how do you get in the face of the guy whose wrist you are holding? How you provoke them? I think I just take their wrists and just turn their body, turn their like force their whole person to just face me as I'm holding them up by the hand now. So as this is happening, you start hearing the sound of rapidly of hair rushing to fill a void, characteristic of an incoming explosion. And uh, you see something, some vehicle that you don't recognize pass at high speed and just bombard everything. And these not mortars. You don't know what it's hitting. It looks like explosive rocks. You can barely notice as they explode air everywhere so everyone takes two damage which on berserker case i think it's it does a nothing how about the others also the minion also farmer i don't imagine this dude counts as being close or nearby no no you are being bombarded so yeah i can't use my reaction now i'll just take two which of you still have the reaction i still i haven't taken a reaction i have not either so the bombardment as it falls, you can see laying on the ground bleeding three of the mercenaries, only the one that that is fighting a berserker is left. But uh, as object is turning around, you can see a bunch of pudding rocks lying right behind the covering where the fighting farmers are. Does any of you has anything on a reaction that you can do? Otherwise, they're going to be taken out. The only reaction I have is ambush awareness, and that's literally just like this is not an ambush. So it is an ambush. I will say you were not expecting, uh, you know, some kind of super plane to come and bombard you with truck. That is true. I will say this. Maybe I maybe I was, though, precognition. You see the path of the airplane, you see the explosives diving, and you see how it will, they are defenseless, and way of them are too hurt, and you can see that this will just kill them. After fighting for so long, they'll just be taken out by a random explosion, and you decide that that one too. And what is it that Highwayman does? There's probably no feasible way for me to take out the plane altogether, right? That's not a thing. You can force it to retreat before it drops the payload. Ooh, could my reaction be that I just like, I shoot the, like the mechanism on the plane that would ordinarily like open and drop the payload so that it just can't open? Basically just jam it with a, with a sniper shot. How about better? How about you shoot the payload mid air? Yeah, that. Yeah, I do that. Just as I'm seeing, like, I basically like, we kind of see that whole scene play out in Johnny's eyes and he just like hard whips the bike around guns it and just as the plane like opens its uh its bay to drop this payload he whips out that sniper rifle from that magnetic like holster behind his back in in his head like a lot of math happens extremely quickly um, and he just just takes a shot it takes like a second and it blows that payload basically like not that far underneath the plane but still pretty well up into the sky 
And uh, once again, the sky is clear and uh, we advance again the action and you have a small breather and you can see bikes coming from the other direction and uh, you can see immediately that they are not with the mercenaries and as they stop, medics rush in to tend to armor and to check on you and wearing a braided hat with uh, patterns of many colors seems to be their commander which approaches you you're with system five uh yes yeah we're uh we're we're part of the part of the system 14 we're here to help he extends a hand my name is jaime queller ah we have been fighting for a while here you yes we were informed about you uh uh, sort of the on-site commander. It's a pleasure to meet you. You can call me the Highwayman. Or do I, like, I wouldn't introduce myself as, like, my actual name, right? I guess not. I guess also you are covering your face. I have a, um, it, I mean, it's very, it's very simple. I have, like, a bandana that I wear over the bottom half of my face. And, like, I think that originally just started as a pragmatic thing because I ride a motorcycle in dusty parts of the world, so I just didn't want dust going in my breathing holes. He also has one of those, like, just the plain black, like, strip, like, think like the Ninja Turtles, just like the black strip mask around his eyes. And then he's also wearing a, a Stetson. He says, you can just call me Highwayman. It's good that uh, you have cap. We need help. That's what we're here for. What's the uh, what's the situation? Where where where? How are things going so far? Actually, we were fighting on another location. I was kind of hoping that you could tell us that. Sorry for clarification. What is he asking for me to be able to tell him the situation? Yeah, because you know they were not fighting here. They just arrived. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I give him a brief, very fast, just like sequence of events, ending with saying that, you know, we made sure this payload didn't drop and kill everyone. And that's where we're at now. And then I, you know, make sure that he is aware of Mac 5 and just sort of the whole squad that has been our opposition here. Basically, I give him a lot of tactics information because that's my deal. And he seems disappointed. Is that all that you have seen? Uh, so far, there's also some somebody around here shooting lasers off. Uh, didn't really get a beat on who all that was. But I point down at my leg and say, otherwise, we ain't seen much yet. We kind of just... We kind of just got here, so when we, you know, when we got into the fight, it was pretty much upon arrival. Well, that's what we called you for, and uh, he seems awkward. We could handle some Rhodesian hassle. That's what we've been doing, but that cannot do anything about that. And and he points towards the direction where the mercenaries seem to have retreated, and you see a bunch of starships appearing on the horizon and you realize that the thing that hit you was just a smaller of those vessels and from the starships there seems to be beaming up a veritable army of tall grasshopper-like armored soldiers with blue skin and tinted visor that's what we called you, you cannot do anything about that John Doe walks over so I thought learning that I could speak Africans was going to be the strangest thing I saw. Are those aliens? Yeah, aliens are a thing. So I feel I, I'm sorry. I really should have kind of talked to you a little bit about this one, honestly, John. Like I, I I've kind of known for a long time that aliens are real. Uh, my bad. Uh, hey, um, Yokum, um, there's people here from another another world. Uh, just in case you also did not know that aliens exist. So are these giant men? 
Um, yeah, no, that's a... Ice Giants? Ice Giants here? You know, Ice Giants is actually not the worst way to think of them. I'm going to be honest with you. That's that, that that works pretty well, I think. Well, I guess we should uh, tell X back to headquarters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that real quick while we try to figure. Uh, I, I think Johnny's immediately distracted trying to just, like, generate as much advanced strategy on how we're going to deal with all of these spaceships very quickly. John's going to sit down cross-legged, take out his Telex, and just alien invasion at these latitude longitude, fully investigating and preparing appropriate response. Joakim's a bit out of his element. He does not know what to do. <laughs> that is a lot. Joakim, this is a bit of a personal question. You don't have to answer it, but I would really appreciate it if you did. Sort of get, like we did just meet. What's the sort of rundown on all of the all the cool stuff you can do? I would, I would love to know sort of how we can best utilize your abilities. Well, I can uh, draw attacks and smash things with my axe. Okay, yeah, Johnny's like, yeah, all, all of that actually sounds extremely useful in this context. Thank you so much. I mean, Ludo, you said this is a literal army, right? It's an armist of locusts. So, yeah, so you can see an army, an alien army arriving, basically the reinforcements that Mac 5 got. And as you can see them landing, you see someone that is wearing a cloak and some kind of regal regalia next to Mac 5. And the two of them, they seem to be giving orders. And uh, so I'm going to take the turn with the environment again to create the force. So there is the commander of the army. There is Mac 5. There are three squadrons of alien clone soldiers, and there is an heavy trooper commanding them. So those are the six enemies that you can see. So I suppose uh, John Doe finishes sends his telex message. I suppose that leaves us, uh, do we wait for them to come to us, or do we hope to take the advantage by attacking first? Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachter. They can be found at SGCADelaysec on Instagram and YoungSpaceDead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at JudgeTheBarbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast because a friend told us about it.